This is Instant Friends, the podcast where we introduce you to people in and around Florida to show you Florida isn't so bad after all. I'm your host, Jordan Jones. With me is Kendra Jones. Oh my God, Neil. really loud. Hello, Neil. Can you hear us? That was loud, but whatever. <laughs> Leave it in. All right. Ooh. Like I said, I'm your host. Wow. Yeah, Kendra. <laughs> yes. Hi. Hello. <laughs> this week, we have a guest and a very special guest yeah. that drove all the way down here from, I don't remember where, we'll find out. I came up, actually. Ah, up. <laughs> Caroline Sandmeyer. Yes. You guys were there for that. We were. <laughs> it, that was like, I don't know, that was like four years ago? Four years ago. Wow. Which is crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. We have to get a little bit closer. You know what I realized too is, um, I think you guys said you were married for 11 years now? 12, 12 years months. in July. Last month. Oh yeah. Oh, that was the thing. I've known you for half of your marriage because when I met you, you guys Whoa. were like, we've been married for six years. I'm like, look at them go. Yeah. Marathon here and... Yeah, it, it feels like it went by so fast. Wow, that's crazy. We were still, yeah. Mm-hmm. And how long do you say? Th- four? Three? You and... Uh, four. We're John? married for four. Four. That's awesome. How's that going? It's fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. It's yeah, whatever. he's super medium. No. No. <laughs> he's still the best. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's always good to hear. That would be really bad if you were honestly like, <laughs> it's not going well. Because <laughs> I was like, we haven't really talked besides like, you know, a message here and there. Yep. So like, I haven't seen so, you in forever. Yeah, so the idea that it could be bad and you could just be like, yeah, we're not together anymore. No. This is my mask. Exactly. Just, <laughs> a little brave face. Well, you also like don't really post a lot, so it's kind of hard to gauge. Yeah. Which is which is fine, which is great. <laughs> I'm not like, uh, you know, it's good to step away from social media and stuff. But. I'm kind of a lurker on social media, I guess. Yeah. Um, I, th- I, th- I don't know. I felt like I was very active, but then I realized I'm just seeing what everyone else is doing. Yeah. <laughs> Same, yeah. And yep. uh, sometimes I'll get in a long scroll and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Step out of here. I got to get I gotta get out because I'm like consumed by too much of it. And it's, it's, yeah. it's not great for you. So you said you came up. Where exactly are you guys living now? We're in Vero Beach now. Nice. Kind of tiptoeing almost into Fort Pierce because it's right by my school. I'm going to Harbor Branch down there. Getting your? Master's. In? In marine science and oceanography. Nice. Yeah, which I'm I'm more of a biological background, so coming into that more technology, math, dynamic side of things, the physical That's side awesome. of sciences. Well, I, I, it doesn't mean feel too bad because honestly, I was telling uh, someone that you were going to be on the podcast, and then I just lumped you into a marine biologist, which I assume mm-hmm. is it the same thing? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was about to say, did I get it right? But I didn't they, get it. they mix. They over the thing about sciences is it's. There's never just one siloed thing, you know, it's it's a whole multidimensional background. Like I'm working with biology and with chemistry and with the whole mix of everything. It takes all disciplines, mathematics. It's wild. You would never think, you, I mean, this is how dumb I am, but you would, uh, <laughs> you would never, like, I just think, you know, marine biology, it's like, you know, you do stuff with the ocean. You never think to like, mm-hmm. or even like, uh, even if you you know, explain your degree. I would never, if I had to guess, I would never think that math was involved. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, it's heavily involved, especially for what I'm doing. A lot of like modeling systems, which I honestly, like it's brand new to me. My advisor is brilliant in it. And to me, it's, I, I feel so foreign and outside and have that um, imposter syndrome happening yes. where I'm like, they're going to find me out. I'm not <laughs> supposed to be here. <laughs> yeah, I have that all the time. Um <laughs> Well, yeah. Did you know that? Did you know that going in, as far as when you started going to college, where you're like, "This is what I'm going to do, and I'm going to do it for these reasons," or was it kind of has it morphed into where you're at now? I actually, so growing up, I always wanted to be a marine biologist. Mm-hmm. I was always um, involved in the ocean, but I thought I was too dumb. <laughs> maybe, maybe not dumb. I just it was very intimidating. Yeah. And so I was like, "Oh, I can." That it. Marine conservation looks so different, you know, to different people. You can be in policy, you can be in art, you can be um, in education. It doesn't have to be one. It doesn't have to be all sciences. So it's like, well, I can't do sciences or I like them, but that's for smart people. So I'll just get involved in some other ways. And my best friends are in the sciences and different fields. And kind of seeing them start to go through it made me feel like, oh, 
I can do it. Yeah. And then I kind of like changed gears and then started working towards that. You're like, I'm smarter than they are. So <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm like, but, you can do it. I can. Well, you brought up, uh, <laughs> you grew up like wanting to be a marine biologist. Where did you, uh, I don't think we've ever discussed it. Where did you grow up? Um, I was, the first half of my childhood, I lived in Deltona. So like 20 minutes west of New Smyrna. Yeah. And then eventually we fully transplanted out there because um, we were going there. Every, almost every single day of my life growing up, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, I'd be like in middle school in class and then, um, someone would come in with like a note or whatever. And I remember the first time that happened, I was like, Oh shit, who died? Like, yeah. and they would like pull me aside and they're like, your parents are here for you. And they would like take us surfing or fishing or whatever. Out That's of school. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we were kind of like always there. So then, yeah, it was always new Smyrna until I was actually out here for a little bit going to UCF. And then went right back because I was miserable. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that's interesting. You were miserable. Uh, but like, so the idea that like uh, your parents, I guess, were surfers and the ocean and stuff like that. I mean, that has to like where you're at now, that has to like excite them to, to, <laughs> to see some sort of, you know, see you actually blossom into someone that actually cares, gives a shit. Yeah, it was kind of weird. They weren't they weren't for me going to college at first, like at all. Like they were like people with degrees don't do anything with them. Like what are you uh, what are yeah. you really gonna do? <laughs> and to me, honestly, I'm like I have no idea. Yeah. I like to just be like, I'll see what happens. I'm just gonna stick my toe out there and see where I end up. And um, yeah, so now that I have a little more direction and a little more, like I'm farther along into a second program, they're like, wow, that's cool. I should have done that. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> what do they do? What do they do growing up? Um, they both, my dad always worked for Ford. He still works for Ford as a technician. And my mom was a service writer first at Ford and then a bunch of different places. And nice. she's dabbled in like her own business, like selling antiques and repurposing stuff. And she's really crafty. So yeah, that's, I mean, like, I mean, just a reason I ask is just, already saying that uh you know they didn't want you to get a degree i assume one of them was some sort of artistic person because if i well, like uh we don't plan on having kids but if we did i'd be like don't just like, play play instrument yep. paint yep ruin your life <laughs> yeah no just get out there and like try stuff you yeah. know like all the places that i ended up in my life and i feel like you guys can really level with this too it wasn't planned no right. you, know, you just kind no. of find your way there and i'm, I'm very much some people are planners. A lot of people in my life are planners. And I like to just be like, let's just see where we end up with this. I don't know. I think that's more exciting than picking it out beforehand. For sure. Yeah. I mean, both of us, like, if you would have asked us when we were first got married, like, hey, you're going to end up living in Orlando or even New Serena. No. Yeah. <laughs> you're fucking crazy. It was like a pipe dream. Like, yeah, right. Okay. Kinder Mano said Destin mm -hmm. at that time, but that's it. Yeah. That no, was I like, didn't. I never wanted to live there. It's, it's too busy. Oh, look at that. I'm in wrong. Orlando? No, in uh, Destin, Florida. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Destiny, Florida. But yeah, you said you didn't like uh, Orlando. I don't know. Like, is that because? Well, you're she's a beach girl. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying. You're so it's so 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 ingrained into. Yeah, it was really hard to make that transition um, to come out here. And every week, I would just like, as soon as my last class was over, run to my truck, almost like tears in my eyes, like I can't wait to go. I like kept a, oh. a job in New Smyrna, so I had a reason to come home every weekend. Um, but honestly, like I kind of ended up being a little bit of an advocate for Orlando after a while. Yeah, that I mean, that's kind of what this uh, some of this podcast is. Is so many people will think it sucks or they hate it or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, we've grown to kind of really love it and the yeah, weird uh, areas and the layout of it and and all, all the weird different people. Like we were talked about that a little bit with Andrew last week. As like you get you get a eclectic you know aspect of New Smyrna like a, or like a small beach town. You only get a handful of those interactions. But in a town like this, interactions with people from that are musicians or doctors or you know whatever, it's it kind of like gives a melting pot of like a uh, weird sense of uh, community that doesn't really exist in some places that like we had lived like in Arkansas or like you know New Smyrna mm -hmm. like that, which we like a lot. But yeah, I think that's something that people don't really expect. You know, when you think about Orlando, um, at first it's oh it's so big, it's all concrete. No, you're not going to know anybody, but that whole sense of community is extremely true. I used to love, I spent so much money on concerts and like just yeah. going to shows. And I remember one of my favorite nights ever is my friend and I, he like built a bike for me and we biked like something like 30 miles in a night, just going to like, I think we went to Will's pub and yeah. that's insane. Though. watch shows. 30 miles. That's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot of miles. Were you yeah. drunk at the end of it? Oh yeah. And you still biked home? Oh yes. Uh, we had no other option. Right. <laughs> we, were we were committed to this. Yeah. So. 
but we, yeah, there's so many green spaces too here yes. that we oh, don't yeah. realize. It's it's for everyone. If, mm-hmm. Whatever you're into, it's for you too. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, yeah, we had a time when we were in New Smyrna where we uh, was biking to Third Wave, mm-hmm. but then like we <laughs> we'd make the mistake of getting too drunk, and then like that bike home sometimes. We would like, yes. Yeah, I, I, I crashed several times. <laughs> pretty bad crashes too. Oh, like, no. But uh, we survived. But it was fun. The yeah. journey was fun. Yeah, I was just like, uh, I'm a strong advocate against biking and drinking. Yeah, people think, oh, well, I'm not driving. It's exactly. fine. And we saw the bike and bar every single year. Yeah, right. Sure. Graveyard yeah. for bikes. People are like, you know what? We tried. Yep. Yeah, we're sleeping in the bush. Too. We're going to move on. Yeah. We'll come back for this. The bike's in the next bush over. I'm over here. Yeah. We'll figure it out tomorrow. Yeah. So like, uh, what was your like experience? I mean, like I said, you were going to New Smyrna a lot as a kid. Um, what was your experience as far as deciding to live there? And like, was it because of the surf alone or like, uh, what was kind of the draw to that area? Cause I mean, us, look, that wasn't even on our radar. Like as far as when we moved there, it literally was, we did like, we hadn't moved, like visited before, but it literally was cost of living. It was like so basic idea of like, there's water here, sand, it doesn't cost too much to live here and people are, and there's no crime really i mean there is crime but you know what i mean yeah. like the crime yeah. is low <laughs> but small town, small town crime. <laughs> exactly so like all that all that was kind of a thing it was never even a concept of like oh it's because the beach is this well we also know. wanted to live close to a city too but not yeah. in a city at that time yeah exactly so those so. were kind of all of our like very basic needs it was never the idea to surf which is it's i mean I mean, I might be completely wrong in this, but it's uh, up there in the top um, cities for surfing in Florida. Yeah, on the whole east coast of the United yeah. States, actually, like even the southeast um, regionals for NSSA, the collegiate um, college surfing, um, they help they hold the regionals every year at New Smyrna because yeah. it could be shit out, complete garbage, but there's a wave to surf every day of the year. Mm-hmm. Or I, I think I've seen maybe one day where it was, I don't know, something was in alignment and I walked <laughs> out and it was flat, but usually, you know, there's always something. And I actually think it's more interesting. Like for me, I had the convenience of, I live nearby. That's where we always go. And the surf is perfect. And it, when I moved there, it was still that smaller. I feel like everyone says this, no matter what time yeah. you started. It was so much smaller, so much more charming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, oh, it was my favorite place in the whole entire world. And I always wanted to be there all the time, genuinely. But uh, the amount of people even coming out to Orlando who were like, what's what's New Smyrna? Like, I don't know. Yeah. So I, I always am like, when people find their way there, I'm like, "What? how'd you hear about this? Yeah. <laughs> what's your story? How did you get here? Because like, again, for me, I just, it was convenient. Yeah. Yeah. And then and you end up living there for how long? Hmm. Probably 11, 12 years. And you met your husband there? Yes, I did at Third Wave. So yeah. yeah. So like that, I mean, that had to come out something good. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, so like all the surf and stuff like there, like, like, what is it about, I mean, for like a layman such as us or anybody listening, uh, what is it about surfing that uh, like drew you so hard, wholeheartedly in? Was it, ju- I mean, it can't have just been that you learned as a kid, but it had to be something more in depth that kind of drew you or keeps you going back, I guess would be the right term. Yeah, I think um, the idea of surfing, I was in like third grade and my mom brought home the Surf Girl magazine and there was, um, you know, a whole bunch of like Lane Beachley, she was like, I don't know how many times she was a world champ, but on the cover and I just immediately fell in love and idolized her. And that year I started surfing and there's some, it's, it's hard to put in words. It's, it's all about a sense of connection, you know, to like, to me being in the ocean. I mean, I scuba dive, I free dive, but I never feel more connected as when I'm surfing. And I think it's something about like reading it right and being a part of it and the waves and as everything's moving you know like this is here for anyone and all of us you get this like deeper sense of respect and it sounds kind of like cheesy and cliche (laughs) no i mean i mean i get it i mean i totally get it yeah Yeah. if you listen to any of the podcasts i've been dabbling in mushrooms and i feel the same way when i'm on mushrooms like this is a gift yeah and everyone needs that yes exactly some some sort of sense of that feeling like i talk to people who are like oh that's how i feel about the mountains and you know me being like a a younger asshole is always like you don't get it it's not the same (laughs) yeah but you know like everyone not everyone has that but everyone should seek it out yeah there's there's something to be said about like all these things that I think the general population or a lot of people take for granted that are, like you said, gifts that are part of earth, whether it's the mountains or the ocean or even the woods for some people um, that like are, have existed for so long mm-hmm. and that exist and that keep existing. Um, and that, that you, if you can tap into some of those 
things or even tap into the appreciation of them, you can kind of almost like uh, rediscover yourself and like appreciation for the whole planet as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like for like friends like me, it's like, I'm, I'm not going to go down a mushroom dive again, but like, like <laughs> I did last week, but like, um, but yeah, for me, it's like the fact, if you look into psilocybin and like the dawn of time and where it came from, all the science behind it. And it's been around for a long time. Some even think that uh, theorized that, the first men like uh, were able to take, or men and women were able to take it and kind of like, that's really what helped them discover like civilization and like growth and all this kind of stuff. I'm not gonna go too much into it. But anyways, but like if I, if I, when, I, when I'm on them and like, and especially if I'm in nature, I have an appreciation for like the, the substances itself and then also like the grass around me, every, everything, the sunshine, everything that comes around it. And uh, you know, and that's, you know, that's something really special that, uh, you know, that I'm glad that you found when you're, you know, in third grade, which is insane. like. Me in third grade, I was like having my action figures have sex. Like the, there, was, there was nothing. Well, nothing. we were all learning. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing like tapping into that, that, you know, it felt like that. But, and then like, um, so as far as like, you know, ocean conservation, stuff like that, do you think that surfing over time is what, I mean, the appreciation for that came from, or do you think that it was conservation that kind of led into the ocean? You know what I mean? Does that make sense? No, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, th- I think um, that's kind of what helped me get a sense of responsibility towards it um that and when i was younger you know i started learning about like the food industry and all that my mom has a lot of allergies and so i started educating myself really early on and feeling like a a higher sense of responsibility of you know taking care of this place and i think it was also being in such a small beautiful town and then kind of watching you know seasonally people would come in and you know watch it be trashed right afterwards and suddenly it's you know everything we love is kind of like okay well i guess i'm gonna I have to, if you're not going to take care of it, someone has to, and I'll do it. Yeah. You know, and I, I think you guys were around when like Joy and I would, you know, gather up trash bags and mm-hmm. clean up yes. around. <laughs> Making the rest of us feel like horrible. Uh, no, no. There was everyone, like everyone on board. That's the thing is like anyone can come in and be a part of it. You can be an ocean conservationist in like Utah or, yeah. you know, somewhere mm-hmm. super landlocked, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so many people like want to talk about those kind of things, but taking the extra step is, you know, very brave and admirable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're talking about like the food uh, industry and stuff like that. Uh, you're also a vegan. Mm-hmm. I assume you still are. I still am. Is that a big, <laughs> big twist? And you're like, no. Well, yeah. Like, you know, I had a cheeseburger on the way here. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Well, when did that kind of come? I mean, see, like the parallels of like all those things we're talking about kind of all shape into this person that you are. And then also about these ideologies that kind of all kind of blend together, We're, you know. Like, you know, it's a, things to live by that kind of all have these things, like I said, parallels that kind of blossom into the, like, I'm going to do this because of this. So, I mean, I assume that ocean conservation, surfing, all those mm-hmm. things kind of just funnel into, I'm also not going to eat meat. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, no, they, they were two different things at first, but I think it kind of feeds into what works for me. I think that, you know, eating meat or not eating meat is everyone's personal choice. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was a way I can help, you know, I could see, you know, climatologically and everything, how big of an impact that industry certainly has. And there are ways to be responsible about it um, while eating meat. Sometimes, you know, meat eaters are healthier, vegetarians are healthier than vegans are. Um, But for me, that's what worked. And so, yeah, I think just my personality and, and what I was interested in and, and what I really found important, like as a kid and growing up and, and learning more, they kind of just eventually melded together. Because yeah. I knew I wanted to work in marine biology, for example, when I was younger, but I didn't know about conservation yet. You know, that kind of started with learning about the landward side of things whenever I was learning about the food industry and mm-hmm. all that. And so eventually the two just kind of met in the middle. Yeah. I mean, and then, I mean, you're, I think you're the fourth vegan we've had on in like <laughs> 17 episodes, which is great. I mean, something's working. I mean, out of, out of, you know, the, you know, 13, 14, I guess like 15 people we've had on, like, like, uh, almost like, uh, at least a, a quarter of them are vegans. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's from different people to, for instance, uh, Mary Westfall, who's a chef and, uh, you know, now has her own vegan restaurant to a, a guy from the Orlando ballet who is also a vegan, like, I mean, so it's like, there's something to be said that it's working for certain people for different aspects. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, and, uh, you know, whether it's conservation or the way you feel or whatever, you know what I mean? You know, it almost yeah. makes you want to consider, reconsider. <laughs> I'm always here to, I'm not here to, you know, tell you, this is what you should do, but yeah. I, I am always going to advocate for being conscious and, mm-hmm. and, you know, yeah. at least, at least trying, because, um, you said earlier, like taking that first step is brave and it's like, well, I mean, 
you know, we could do it right now. Like I'll yeah. bypass something in the store because it comes in plastic or, you know, not leave the water on too long or just like little things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And enough people did little, I mean, because I mean, if you know, the cynical side of me is like, well, well if I, I mean, what is my one yeah. thing not going to, oh yeah, how's that going to change anything? <laughs> like that, that's like my, th- and I'm not saying I believe that, but I'm saying. But that's that, how a lot of people think. And yeah. that's the problem. It's yes. easy to get there when you start sitting and thinking about, okay, well, this needs to get done and this needs to get done. And, and where can I start? I, so many times it's so easy to sit there and just be like, I, I can't make a difference. I, like, I'm not going to do anything. Yeah. I'm going to die one day and everyone's going to die. And I'm super cynical as well. If you can, <laughs> so I teeter back and forth between yeah. like, what does it matter? And like, everyone should try. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I, man, I got done. We got done a dark conversation with a friend re- I, or I did recently of like, like all the things that are wrong with, um, uh, the United States, just, just the United States, you take outside, of the, <laughs> but then you go into the world and it's like, and I was like, it almost makes, it's almost so daunting that it's like, you can, the, it's almost impossible to focus on, like you almost have to just focus on one thing and be okay with like, I'm only, even though I know all these other things are bad, there's no way I'm going to be able to consume this amount and still have a normal life. And like we went down this whole normal thing and it, it made me feel like a horrible person at the end of it. Cause I was just like, <laughs> that cynic came out to me where I was like, and like just naming things of like, oh yeah, this needs to get fixed. This needs to, get, you know, whatever. And I'm like, but me as one person, I don't, you know, if I don't trust this, then how can I, you know, trust this industry? And like, it's a, it's a tough world out there. Basically, don't trust. Yeah, I think we're constantly getting, you know, barrage, especially, you know, for like checking in on social media and checking all those things or watching the news and just, um, I, I do this thing where it's kind of like a negativity dump periodically where it's just my, you know, one of my best friends should be like, and look what this fucking guy did and like send me a terrible article. And I'm like, everyone fucking sucks. People can get fucked. I'm tired of this, you know, and I'll just, you know, just let nothing makes a difference. Ah. But then afterwards you just, you have to expel all that negative like thoughts and energy yeah. and stuff mm-hmm. and then go, okay, now I can start. I'm, I'm like, she's kind of like my sounding board of. I'm going to be extremely terrible at you for a minute yeah. <laughs> yeah. and say some really awful things. And then we're going to move on. And I think that's okay. I think we need it and at it, this I th- point. I think mm-hmm. Kendra and I do that with each other. Yeah. 100%. We're like, Hey, like I need to vent for like 20 minutes. Yeah. Maybe not even that long, but I need to vent for like five minutes. Just let me talk. Yeah. Let me get it out and then we can move on. <laughs> or I'll even do it with like, like a, even if it has something to do with conservation or like an idea of like a painting or like whatever, something super creative and idea. I'm like, Hey, I'm just going to ramble. You tell me this makes sense. Yep. At the end of it, sometimes she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. But you got it out and you, you know, it's yeah. like wringing a rag. Yeah. I'm like, oh like, man. Or I'll write it down and later yeah. I'll tell her whatever. And yeah. So, I mean, that's, it's good to have that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny that you said that, uh, you know, you'll get it. She'll send you an article and you'll be like, oh my God, what? It's like, I like, I, don't, I definitely have never told you this, but thinking about like uh, for this interview was, I always uh, was, um, applauded and like uh, appreciative for your and John's way to disconnect from not reality, but disconnect from a reality is probably the wrong word, but disconnect from like a TV or that kind of stuff where your idea of like, we're just going to go to the beach and like enjoy this quietness or we're going to work in our backyard or we're going to, you know, woodwork, whatever, and only listen to music and still be able to drink beers and obviously that kind of stuff. But like the idea of like, we're not going to sit inside and watch, you know, hours and hours of whatever, or be consumed by media or entertainment. I was always very, um, like, uh, I always applauded that and always was very jealous of that idea of being able to do that. Cause so much, there's so much out there, especially now more than ever. So if you really wanted to, you could sit, I mean, as we did during COVID, but you could sit inside your, <laughs> like your house for like, you know, weeks a year. Yeah, yeah, or longer <laughs> a year. Yeah, and like only consume, you know, uh, TV or stuff that, you know, maybe not, and doesn't nourish you in a way that like maybe outside. Of positivity, like yeah, yeah. Positivity. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely need to cleanse from all that. I think it's too easy. You know, like when I first got a smartphone, my mom's like, do you love it? I'm like, no, I'm consumed now. You know, (laughs) it's so easy to just sit there. It's right there and scroll mindlessly for hours. And I think even back when John and I, like I was at third wave and John and I were first together, I didn't, the TV never turned on other than for music. But I mean, I had that same sense about you guys. So I remember y'all coming over and Jordan, you and I were like going back and forth on that painting. Oh, and yeah. Yeah. yeah, We were listening to Portugal, the man, yeah. I think. So mm-hmm. now I, I think of you guys every time. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I can't remember <laughs> what that awesome. painting was. 
it was yeah, i don't know what it turned out to be there's something weird probably just a bunch of abstract shapes and stuff like that <laughs> i have it we ended up oh, there you have it. there is a wave on it there is a gigantic <laughs> weird ass face <laughs> i wonder who did that yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i mean we should do that do you still paint i have put a pause on uh, it but um i that's not something i'll ever let go completely yeah. um just being you know whenever now I'm like at a computer a lot. I'm kind of like yeah. a little data troll mm-hmm. for work and school now. So I'm inside way more than I'm used to be. I'm sitting down way more than I'm used to. So when I have free time, I'm like, okay, we're going to go free diving. We're going to yeah. go surfing. I need to get out of here. And yeah. it's I mean, very it's, different. It's something, it's something that, you know, you can pick up and you always will have a love for it. I think you, if you're, you did if you're like an apparel thing, right? Yeah. You, your yeah. stuff is on some clothes in a store. Some, some people that's, are wearing yeah, it. That's really you cool. You can actually go buy it right now at Red Dog Surf Shop. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. See? Yep. Well, see, like, well, see, that's a different kind of, uh, for me, it's almost like a different kind of artistic uh, endeavor is that, yeah, you might put a pause on painting, but your stuff still exists where people can still like appreciate it and mm-hmm. like wear it multiple times. Like, it's not like even a canvas can hang up into a, yep. a, a wall and like, maybe those people that are in that house and people that visit are the only people that are going to see it. But if you're wearing a shirt or whatever that now exists out in the world and more people can purchase and stuff like that, it's fantastic. It's very weird. <laughs> yeah. And like coffee mugs too, right? Is that, is that my Yeah, like that? They're awesome. on coffee mugs, little tumblers. And actually, so whenever I hadn't finished my undergrad and I was like really jaded with schools, like I'm not going back ever. Fuck that system. And <laughs> Um, I was um, a brewer's assistant at the time. I was like, okay, well, I can still do something. Like I can, we organize beach cleanups. And I was like, I'm just going to make my art and sell it and donate to like NGOs and stuff. And so that's what actually what I was really trying for a time. And then John put my stuff, he like went in my notebooks and like stole some of my paintings <laughs> and put it onto t-shirts as like a trial run and was like, look what I did. <laughs> what a nice guy. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was really thoughtful. So I was like, oh, weird to like see it like up and out somewhere and yeah. so you know a little bit down the road then it ended up in red dog which was it's still weird but it's pretty cool but that's awesome i mean it, what's the i mean have you thought about like what would be the next step have you thought about like expanding that i mean trying to get it somewhere else or whatever or like what the future of that might be or do you think that just like ah it's good it's in red dog and that's where it exists oh yeah no so i'm like completely like other than the fact that i drew it Mm -hmm. i'm completely detached from everything um that's selling at red dog right now so to me i forget that that's even happening okay um so but yeah i absolutely still think that that idea of you know the the main idea is to like feature a different like species or or issue or whatever with every piece and then donate according to whatever it represents okay um and then but that takes time and like dedication and so because i couldn't put everything into it you know especially when i was first starting it was working like 55 hours a week between like serving and brewing it's like okay i can't dedicate what this requires right now and so i think yeah once i finish school and and you know i'm I'm kind of into i have my own time again then i would love to still like dedicate to you know that yeah. endeavor and actually making that a real thing that's, yeah. fan- that's fantastic i mean and like the fact that it has a good connotation behind it worth mm-hmm. doing something that art, art, the art can exist into something that is doing something well instead of just something that just someone's face that's hanging on someone's <laughs> wall. Yeah, hey, I think so. art is just like, you don't need to, it doesn't have to be anything. I yeah, mean, it, it doesn't have to be, but I mean, if you can also tap into certain things, like I've come to learn that if you can tap into something yourself or some other kind of mindset or a picture of viewing or whatever, if you can tap into some sort of emotional construct or like, you know, a, a issue that it exists more for me this is all subjective but it exists more more importantly to me as an art piece and as a um, as an ideology behind something uh, rather than just here's some colors on a canvas nothing against those things but tapping into certain you know aspects and concepts is i think more it, it gives it more value to me i guess but yeah and i think if you're trying to you know reach people or you know have it have people be connected to it um, having something that they can support or they know the story behind it or that they agree with, yeah, you know, it, that just makes it that much stronger. I think, you know, people's connection to your work and stuff. They're like, oh, I identify with this and yeah. and I, I respect and, and feel this too. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I, I assume that people at Red Dog and New Smyrna are definitely going to be able, like that, that you're, you're tapping into a clientele mm-hmm. 
that it that is going to exist because of that. You know, which it's is just great. a little surfer girl. So that, you know, people it, come in there like, "That's me. I'm I'm yeah. her at Brent Dawn. Yeah, <laughs> well, and maybe there's some third grader out there who uh, who has uh, her mom take her surfing and she picks it up. And then same thing with the magazine. Maybe it's just so all we're all encircling back around. <laughs> I love that. Actually, I remember like one day I was getting out of the water and this mom was like with her daughter and she's like, look at that, she's surfer. Like, oh, she's a girl. I'm like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) this is really sweet. (laughs) Well, that's that's awesome. Like, so what was the, uh, I mean, because you've already said that kind of New Smyrna was like where you surfed and grew up and all that kind of stuff. Like, what was the the idea behind moving? Like, I mean, that had to be a hard, hard, yeah, yeah, that had to be a hard idea. You mean to come to Orlando? No, to uh, yes, where you're at now. We actually, because I didn't know that I was going to go to Harbor Branch for a while, it took, there was some like hiccup or whatever. And I didn't hear back for like six months. And I'm like, well, I got to find a job and we're not staying here in Florida. I'm going to get out. And um, we were looking in the Northwest a whole lot, actually. Okay. Um, I just wanted something completely different. I think we were sitting in the middle of Beachside and this sounds kind of snobby of me but i'm like god this sucks yeah <laughs> there's so many people it's so busy now and it's all congested mm. and it was just such a different feel that i wanted something different and um then whenever i got into harbor branch i was like okay we're going down south it's not south south florida it's yeah. before florida curves i guess before the tip of the penis so yeah. <laughs> that's why yeah and uh we got we got down there and i was like it's just for school we'll just see how it is we're you know, we'll, yeah. we'll feel it out. And we get down there and I'm like, the water's clearer. We got a great longboard spot right by us. There's less people. It's quiet where we are. There's so much good diving. It's awesome. And we ended up loving it way more than we thought. We were like, let's get out of here and end up going further in the Florida. And we're like, oh, shit, this is awesome. awesome. <laughs> yeah, that does suck about the New Serena thing of like, we, like if we go back, we'll go to like, uh, like down to the, like the inlet, like mm-hmm. away from like, we'll pay money to get away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to, yeah. uh, but even then it's like, now it's like on a month, like it's a Monday. Who's going on a Monday? <laughs> don't you have work? Yeah. Not that yeah. I get yeah. to work, but exactly. don't you have work? It's Monday at 11 AM. Like, mm-hmm. what are you doing here? You know, that kind of thing. But like, um, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we haven't been back to Flagor and stuff like that. And no. since we live there because, no. because of that, because of the idea that, and it sucks to say that, I mean, that, I mean, if you listen to last week's episode with Andrew, like he works there, so he's mm-hmm. consumed by it. But, and you know, and like you almost want to be like, oh man, what are you doing? But like, um, <laughs> but the, the idea that like that it is this touristy thing where you like even here in Orlando we have the same thing like we uh, like I drive area yeah like that compared to where, like, where we live and like with the area that we go like there's like oh, everyone different. Yeah, everyone feels like a local any, any restaurants we go to any bars that kind of stuff you don't you hardly are pressed to see. Like a tourist. Mm-hmm. Like we went to iDrive last Thursday for like a comedy show because that's where we wanted to see the comedian that we wanted to see. But we hadn't, we hardly ever go down there. We went there and like, this place fucking sucks. It's awful. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, it's, it's like, awful. Yeah, it's like everyone's wearing Disney stuff. I don't know. I don't want to shit too much on it, but I'm saying like, it's still Orlando, we'll whatever. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm saying just like as an idea of like, you you almost want to be like this is for the city is for us you know what I mean like this if, is mine excuse me exactly <laughs> sort of, how dare you come into this speech you know what I mean like, there's but, that weird other side too my little sister is I mean yes. personality wise we're super similar which you can side by side you can tell we're related when we're yeah. talking yeah not not like looks or whatever because yeah. she looks like a, it's completely different but <laughs> um she loves I think she works on iDrive. She used to work on iDrive. Yeah, I follow her on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm always She's like, always at Disney. Yeah, she like, works uh, yeah. at Universal, loves Universal and Disney, loves being in the middle of it, looks like a tourist. Like yeah. there's so many, and, the, and I knew so many people from like growing up that still live in the middle of that and want more of it. Yeah. And, and so it's some people- To each their own. I that mean. is their local. They're like, yeah. no, I'm a local tourist all yeah. the time. Yeah, I don't I don't want to shit on people that no, enjoy it. But, 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 the, but the same thing like happens in even like Arkansas is like the idea that like, I'm like, I don't understand how you still want to live here. Mm-hmm. My, my mom and dad are like, mm-hmm. we're happy. What do you mean? There's yep. no one around. I'm like, yeah, but you can't, you have to drive 20 minutes to go to a grocery store. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, and I'm saying like just like trying to like I mean, but you know that would frustrate me so much. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. But like, uh, yeah, and then like in you know, in Arkansas, all I wanted to do is like I want to move to a big city, all that kind of stuff. New York, whatever it was at the time, and then 
I moved to Orlando. I'm like, there's too many people here. Get yep. the <laughs> so it's like, it's like it flip flops as you get older. Why can't I have them both? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think we're kind of committed to, um, I mean, we're still talking about the Northwest. We're still talking about Hawaii and like different places. Like what if we go to New Zealand? We like Belgium, like all these different. What is it about the Northwest that, you know, you keep getting drawn back to? The exact opposite of where we are now. It's cold and dark and rainy and mountains. And I want to see the ocean there. And just but, but you're, I, like, but you, oh, you think you would exist happily in that environment? Like you seem like someone that needs like a sunshine. Need sunlight. Sun, like, like, <laughs> no, but, yeah, I, I do. I do need sunshine. And <laughs> I, I think, um, I think it's important to kind of like step out. And, and if I mentally know this is temporary, this is a couple years of my life to just be somewhere completely different, something exact opposite of my normal and see what comes of it. Like that, that's exciting yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, no, I know, I think long-term, <laughs> it's not something that I could yeah. do all the time, but I, I want to have that little chapter to experience it. And, you know, I'll be committed to, no, I'm not surfing, but I'm hiking and, you know, I'd love to go kayaking out in the water and, um, snowboard yeah. and do all those different things. And, and it's just so beautiful. You know, I don't yeah. know. It's kind of fantastical. Well, but, but also like, that's also a curiosity because you're also kind of almost not locking yourself into a box, but you're getting to a point with your career. Then now you're getting a master's is like how many locations mm-hmm. as far as, I mean, th- that exists only near an ocean, right? That, that yep. career. So you almost like, you're like, well, I'll have to go somewhere. There's ocean, which is, I guess your personality. So that kind of locks it in anyways. So you're never going to live in Colorado. <laughs> no. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but um I I mean I got my undergrad online at Oregon State and I think that's where it really started. Mm-hmm. Is I was like, oh, I really want to be in this place. It looks so beautiful, it's so different. And actually a lot of the research that I'm doing here was conducted and written by one of my professors out in Oregon State. Mm-hmm. And so I think, um, and, and another thing about being a scientist is like, your work is not always guaranteed depending on what you're yeah. doing. A lot of it is, you know, for one or two years at a time. So my thought was, well, if I land a one or two year at a time position, yeah. then I have a deadline and it's like, okay, I, I have this X amount of time to experience all these things out here and then switch it up and maybe we go back south, back to Hawaii or whatever we want to do. That's awesome. You say back to Hawaii. You guys live in Hawaii? No, no, no. We had our honeymoon there. Uh, <laughs> we were tourists. <laughs> yeah. The worst. No. Um, yeah. No, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I, had a, uh, I have a friend who just graduated with a uh, master's in like fucking something crazy, like scientific engineering or something insane. Nanoengineering. Something with black holes or some wild shit. But uh, <laughs> he, he rambles on. I listen sometimes. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, but he's the same thing. He's, he's working on something. It's about like uh, something with like core samples and all this kind of shit. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's a, uh, you know, he's working with one of his old professors to work on the thing. Same thing. It's supposed to last two, three years and they're, you know, studying it and all that kind of shit. How, uh, like you said, the project you're working on now, you want to elaborate what that is? You just <laughs> said, yeah. Yeah. So um, for my job. Yeah. Um, I listen to fish have sex. Yes. <laughs> Actually, that fish, is my job. Fish do have sex. I just, I didn't even think, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, like they have, fish have penises. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is like, it's, um, it's a lot of broadcast spawning. Um, okay. so like what, what's really happening is we're listening to, um, it's kind of like, um, there's, they produce different sounds based on what part of the whole situation they're at. So if they're ready to gather, they'll emit a certain noise. And then whenever they're ready to start spawning, then they'll emit a different noise so that it's all at the same time. And you increase your chance for you know mm-hmm. fertilization and all of that and so we're researching red hind which is a kind of grouper um from data collected in 2017 in puerto rico and yeah i basically listen to <laughs> where they're aggregating to spawn so that we know where to protect them oh, wow. oh that's awesome mm-hmm. that's great okay. and uh i mean protect them from like like your recreational fishermen or like what yes. is okay so actually um so the what we're studying is in a marine protected area and so based on when they spawn, which was originally December through, I think, March, mm-hmm. um, there's no fishing for them no while, while they're spawning. Um, that's just regulations. Um, but now what we're seeing is either or all of the above, they're relocating, expanding 
uh, their population and being in larger areas that need protecting. And because of climate change, um, the seasonality is different. So now they're not spawning from December to March. It's now from January to April. And so we need to change the time. So basically we're looking at our data to prove this Mm -hmm. and then you know, get the changes made that need to be made. The changes you're saying from uh, global warming, is that, was that difference in only from 2017? Is that what you're saying? Like, or is it like, <laughs> I assume that's from a longer period, right? Yeah, so we're working with um, people within the marine park mm-hmm. um, who have long-term data mm-hmm. and we're comparing it with our data. So they have little moored hydrophones to record at uh, certain sites where they know the spawning aggregations happen and they've been recording for years. And so that's how they know trends have changed. Um, and then we're looking at the spatial differences um, in my institute because we, my my boss, they developed this, it's called a wave glider. Mm-hmm. And so it's it tra- cool. It sounds, what everybody <laughs> say, I doubt is as cool as what the initial thought process. No, yeah. Like it, something Batman would ride around on. Yeah. It kind of looks like it if yeah. he liked yellow, but. Um, he does? And then some of the stuff. <laughs> yeah, he does. Okay, well, perfect. Yeah, yeah he, uh, yeah. So it just um, travels a, along the shelf and, and records the fish. And so we try to identify where they are through those recordings and we're comparing them. That's oh, so fascinating. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that sounds like good work. And like, yeah. as far as protect them, is it, what does that, what, uh, what does that entail? Are you, I mean, I assume you're not putting up walls, but like, is that changing the season of like, like, cause can you still fish for those? Can people fish them legally? Not within that season, but they okay. can outside of it. So like your protection, what you're saying is, is that just changing the season of when you can fish? Okay. Yeah, they call it a no-take. Um, mm-hmm. So you can have a whole no-take zone um, and that can be all year constant or it can be, you know, certain times like when they're spawning. And and how long will this go on for? You said it's a couple of years as far as like you continuing to do that. I mean, I assume that you're going to keep doing that for <laughs> the rest of time. Like how, I mean... So uh, we actually want to finish and publish um, within the summer. mm -hmm. You know, all this data was collected again in 2017. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, they'll be indefinitely managing the marine park, but they'll make their adjustments um, and their considerations based off of what we find right now. Oh, okay. Mm That would be a real bummer if they said no. (laughs) <laughs> no, they're they're into it. Trust me, they're oh, good. They're okay. good folks on there. I, I'm really happy that I got to meet them and oh, we okay. collaborate. So that's cool. That's good. You said consideration, so that always makes you think someone's gonna be like, mm, maybe not. I just mean like, yeah. Whenever they're making their decisions. Oh, okay, gotcha. They're, they're well informed. Nice. <laughs> and like, what's the uh, if you publish in the summer? Like, do you have an idea of like what your next goal will be, or is it kind of just how how does the, how do things like this even spawn as far as that's not what I didn't mean. Uh, <laughs> I didn't do that, even do that on purpose. But no, how do those, how do projects like this? I mean, I, I assume, um, from what my little knowledge of nothing is, uh, I assume the person that's putting on the paper or like you know publishing that, I assume they have an idea or a conservation they're trying to do, and they study into it, and they get funding for it, and it goes from there. But as far as like when you a project like this comes to an end, how can you decide what the next project is? is that kind of on the sum, or just kind of just molds into something new or is it just kind of like we're just gonna do this again or whatever (laughs) um it's mostly like you know we have a problem how do we solve it and then we go on which is how this one came up okay we think there's changes and trends um how do we prove it and then how do we make the adjustments we need afterwards if it's true um but i'm personally i mean I'm, i'm doing a couple things right now um, I'm not, I'm not sure that one I can talk about. That's fine. Well, <laughs> well, 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 let me, okay. Let me rephrase that. How about this? Is there a problem that you see that you would want to, uh, be able to get funding and either fix or, you know, do exactly what you're doing now do study, I guess. Yeah. For my thesis, I would love to get funding for that. Um, yeah. which is, uh, I'm really interested in population connectivity. I worked a lot in ecology for my undergrad. Um, and then so work, I'm in the marine dynamics and modeling lab now, which is kind of perfect for that. And, um, so what I'm actually looking into, I, I always struggle to like concisely describe it. All right. Well, give us the, uh, non-concise and then we'll, you'll lose this, but you know, try to, try to rope, <laughs> us, rope us back in as best you can. Yeah. Um, so if you want to protect species efficiently, you need to consider their entire life history. Okay. Um, and so when you consider fish, they can be spawning occurs, you know, out on the reefs. Um, and then the little larvae, they travel into like intercoastal estuarine areas. Um, and then as they grow up after their juveniles, they become adults and then live out in the open ocean. And, and that's not exactly the same for all species, but that's the gist of it. So we need to know 
where they're living, what their full life history actually is if we want to fully protect all of those areas. And um, larval transport is like a huge area of study um, in the marine sciences and something that I'm particularly interested in. And so learning about the mechanisms by which it happens mm -hmm. is huge. Okay. Um, it's different for all species. It's, um, you know, sometimes passive, sometimes deliberate based on uh, the larval stages, the ages, all those things. So what I'm really looking at is um, I'm particularly interested in vertical accumulation. So if we have stratified layers of currents um, out on the shelf as larvae are being transported into the inlets and the estuaries and all okay. that, um, we wanna look at which ones are they taking advantage of? Um, is there a clear correlation between where they're accumulating in the water column so okay. that we can project these species are tend to take advantage of this particular current to end up in this particular location. Okay. Yeah. So, and, and we might not find any correlations. I might go through all of this and just find, Oh, nope. <laughs> but, I mean, but, but like the idea, I mean, that's a lot of species. If you're going to study, you like kind of loop, like looped them all in there. Mm -hmm. Or like now the one you're doing now is one specific species. So the idea of trying to study them all, <laughs> that, that seems like very daunting. It's it's huge. And, you know, there are other people that I've listened to who are studying larval transport who are doing like the DNA side of things. And they're following like the DNA as it moves within larvae from like the parents to different populations elsewhere and finding which ones are connected. And it's it's so much data. Yeah. But um, for my, mine will be a little simplified. Um, yeah. Basically, they, I mean, they all have different spawning times, like particularly when I'll be looking, it'll be um, during red snapper spawning season. Mm -hmm. So that's that's going to be like my main focus it just depends on what's in the water at the time well that's uh like i said it's a daunting task <laughs> you're a good person yes. and, uh, yeah and uh yeah and i don't think that was too uh like uh, complicated i think we i think i gathered most of that yeah sure larva <laughs> fish fuck all that good stuff yeah uh, that's basically it how, how they fuck and then when they want to move and where they go and yeah they, where the babies are moving all that stuff it's really interesting I, I like i never would have picked acoustics for myself but it's I think it's the future for marine observation because yeah. I mean, it's so non-invasive and you can do short-term, long-term monitoring. It makes it so much easier. Can you, uh, what the acoustic of your, what you're hearing, what does it sound like? Can you, I mean, I see. Okay. Yeah. Here's a, yeah. a red hind that's trying to call it's, it's honey and okay. Ready? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's like a little peak. Ah, nice. Mm -hmm. oh, well, there's a bunch of fish that are turned on now. <laughs> they love it. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so you said your, your thesis, like how much longer did you have? Uh, about a year and one semester. So I'm, I'm hoping to graduate at the end of next summer. Yeah. Um, that would be if I just like cram all of my thesis shit into next summer and basically want to kill myself. Yeah. Um, which could happen. Yeah. Who knows? You could kill yourself. That's a yeah. chance. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, based on when I started, it's supposed to be the end of next fall. That's awesome. And then like, uh, what's the next step? What are you thinking? Like, I mean, I just told you what I asked you what the next step was like as far as papers and stuff, but what would be, all right, you have this degree. Mm -hmm. What is like, all right, what's the ideal situation after that? My ideal situation is I, I see myself kind of like ending up in a position where my colleague in Puerto Rico is at, um, you know, managing marine protected areas. There's a big push to expand the, um, amount of ocean that is protected mm -hmm. um it was you know it's kind of been a big talk in washington and a lot of my idols are on the policy side of things and and so hopefully that'll open up a lot more opportunities the thing with marine sciences is it's what's available right now you know there's there's so many different positions and they all have different titles like you're you're hard pressed to find a job that's like marine scientist you know it's yeah. it's always something different so if if i'm working in a protected area or helping expand protected areas and conducting research and doing the monitoring. That's really where I see myself ending up. Mm -hmm. um, but also I'm not committed to any one thing. <laughs> nice. I mean, yeah, once you, yeah. I mean, as long as you're probably Your making options open. Yeah. Probably as long as you're making a change and like actually actively, you know, trying to help other species and things like that, I'm sure that you'll be happy. <laughs> yeah. I think we're going to get like, just going to figure it out along the way. <laughs> yeah. That's not, I mean, that's not a bad way to live either. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about uh, free diving. You talked, to, you brought that up, mm -hmm. and like, um, it's always like terrifying for me. Like, as far as like, oh, okay. maybe, maybe not, uh, not necessarily like. I mean, the ocean free diving obviously is insane. 
especially some people <laughs> that, you, that you see like go like deep as hell and you're like, that's, yeah. that's wild. But then like, you know, I've seen free diving as like in the springs, like in what, or, or I don't even know if you would even call that free dive or we call it like a- Oh, it is. It definitely is. Well, I mean, but like the idea of like going in between like the stumps and- Like cave diving. Yeah, almost. Like is that, that's a, that's a technical, that, technical yeah, that's free, free diving. diving yeah. you know? That's that's more like, oh my God. <laughs> Do you ever like watch the videos of people doing it and just be like, I'm going to hold my breath too. See what it's like and- you don't pass out like three seconds in. No, I'm already I'm from pa- the stress. I, I'm passed out breathing fine watching. It. So, like holding my breath is like I'm changing. Took it out of me to sit on the couch. I can't do this. Exactly. Like when did you start getting into that? That's actually recent. You yeah, know, that's what like I, thought. Yeah. I, I I didn't even start scuba diving until a year ago now, which is kind of crazy. It's um, wild. Yeah, because yeah, everyone's like, I thought I figured you would have already been into that. I'm like, well, if I have free time, I'm surfing. So. Yeah. But yeah, now I think um, when we went down to Vero, I was like, okay, water's super clear. I want to take advantage of this. I can't afford to go scuba diving all the time. And I found Blue Heron Bridge, Mm -hmm. which is like all of my posts are from right now. Okay. (laughs) Because it's so convenient to us. And we just go right there and, you know, it's just this little reef formation. They have a whole, like a, it's a reef, man-made reef trail. And I forget how long it is, but it's all along the underside of the bridge and the intercoastal, but it's crystal clear like the Caribbean often. So it's awesome. awesome. We just go out there like it, we could be at the end of the day. It's been like 5 p.m. And John and I have just looked at each other and been like, you, you want to go? You want to go get in the water? Yeah. <laughs> just it's 50 hours south or sorry, 50 minutes south. Jesus, could you imagine? Uh, that's 50 that's minutes 50 south. Hours. <laughs> yeah, we're like, well, the sun's <laughs> not going down for like two hours. Let's just go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just see. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's yeah. Wild. Like uh, and like, what do you? What do you, um, I mean, this might be a dumb question. What do you get out of it? Like what, like what, when you come out after seeing something like that, does that give you, I mean, what, what is it about it that, you know, draws you to it? Same with surfing, I'm just curious. It's super similar to surfing. Um, I, I, I don't feel the same way, but again, I don't know why, but, um, yeah, being in there, I could just stay down as, as long as I can all day as just. Yeah. What do you, yeah. this is, do you think this, is, this might be my uh, basic uh, male brain, um, but do you think <laughs> that you in, like surfing more because there is, it's not only, not only are you somewhat like uh, taking over the, like the, sur- the, the, the like you're almost controlling the wave itself, but you're also like bonding with it and things like that. So you're almost one, whereas probably free diving, you're, you're, there's nothing, it's just you and like what you're consuming, that makes sense. Like you're the outsider. Yeah, yeah, you're the outsider just just seeing, you know, observing, whereas surfing probably feels like, like I said, this is, this might, just, this, I'm just throwing this out there right now. <laughs> um, surfing probably seems more like you are harnessing something rather than, you know, same with you know, playing with fire or whatever. I enjoy doing it because I, yeah. I feel like there's a connection to the element and then like, you know, so this thing that there's like, it has, it's, uh, you know, it's not sentient. It doesn't give a fuck. It'll, it'll burn my house down whether, <laughs> no matter what I do to it. You know what I mean? The water will drown you. Exactly. Same thing. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. There's there's something to the elements where if you can control them, there's there's a power there. And like, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. I, I don't think um, that you have kind of a, not, not necessarily a sense of control when you're surfing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's more like reading what's given to you and doing what you can with what's given to you as far as the wave goes. Um, but I do think that's a, a really good way to think about it is like, I feel much more like an outsider whenever I'm free diving mm-hmm. and maybe it's like the novelty of it and I'm not used to doing it. And so I don't have that same confidence that I have whenever I'm, you know, surfing. And so I, th- I think that makes a big difference. Yeah. And like uh, idea of free diving, just for a layman's terms, you go out, you, you I mean, Assume you don't go on a boat, no, right? <laughs> if, if I had a boat, I would. <laughs> but that, but that, that, is, that is a sense of free diving, right? You go out in the middle of the ocean and just drop off and go down there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so I've seen that for sure. But like, so you just, hey, I'm going to put my goggles on and just swim out into yep. the surf and that's it. Yep. Well, uh, so the place that we go, it is on the intercoastal. Yeah. Um, so there's not the waves, but there is a reef that we really want to try. If you guys want to come down and visit, <laughs> it is a hundred yards off the shore. This whole, the whole reef track. I mean, it comes all the way from South Florida and um, it's supposed to be really beautiful. Nice. You know. And you guys haven't done it yet? No, John's nervous. I always want to see a shark. We recently <laughs> so found- Every time I go to the yes. beach. <laughs> okay. So um, when we were out recently, uh, John goes, oh my God, Caroline, look below you. And 
I missed it. It was gone already. He said it was like the six foot shark. And I'm like, that's an exaggeration. First of all, you little scaredy pants. (laughs) So then I immediately start swimming and looking for it. And I had found, I was carrying around this snorkel that someone had dropped and I had my GoPro in my hand. And so I just start clicking them together to attract it back. Wow. Psycho. Yeah, it came back. It was just a nurse shark, but it really was six feet. I was like, oh shit, he's not kidding. But it's it's a little nurse shark. You don't have to worry about it. But you know, we we can they're out there, we can go find them. If you ever want to come down and have an adventure. Yeah, the only thing that we came close was like uh I mean, you will hate this. But we went we went and swam with sharks at the aquarium in Tampa. But they were in captivity. But yeah. yeah, exactly. But I mean, still fun. Yeah, still get to see them or whatever. But yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's fascinating. I mean, what's the longest you can hold your breath? Oh, only like a minute and a half. Do you are you constantly because you can train to mm-hmm. get stronger? Right? Have you tried to like see? Have you have you increased? Is a minute and a half increased over what it was when you started? I would say yeah. I I, I don't a minute and a half. I timed quite a while ago, mm-hmm. and I'm not sure where I'm at now because I haven't tested in a while, but I did like go online and I'm like, here's a training program for like increasing your lung capacity and being able to be a better free diver. And then I never looked at it again. (laughs) So it's the intention is there, but I guess not all the way if I'm not actually doing it. I feel like holding your breath underwater is different than Mm -hmm. on land. Like, well, they say you can like get in a pool and like train it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's, and, and I do like, you know, if we're visiting John's dad and he has like that pool or whatever, we, yeah. and I'll just I'll be like, let's just see. And yeah. they make you do um, a, like an underwater swim test when I was doing like my scientific diver training and I had to go, I don't, I don't remember how long the pool is, but all the way across and halfway back underwater. And I remember just being like, this is thrilling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm little this, you know. Yeah. John comes in one day and you're like, have your face in the sink. <laughs> I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying to train. Leave me alone. He's like, I've been training. You're drowning yourself. Um, that's fascinating. That's awesome. Like uh, just to see what the progression would be if you're like just now started yeah. out. I assume that's one of those things where you're not like, same with like painting or even surfing or whatever. It's not one of those things you just, dabble in like i don't yeah. that i assume that that's one of those things that kind of like probably like rock climbing too it probably slowly you probably yeah. get closer and closer to death but like closer <laughs> closer to like you try to you know try to find that intensity of like you know what the next you know yeah it's it's getting used to it you know it's just like surfing you know people are like well i'm learning to surf it's like well, you got to figure out how to sit on your board first not even yeah. everyone can do that and like whenever I started like going free diving, I was like, I can swim, obviously. <laughs> and you're like, okay, but what about your buoyancy and the fact that you're constantly floating up? And if you use your body too vigorously, then you're running out of breath really quickly. And, you know, there's so many different things to like learn and figure out how to, you know, use yourself, I guess, essentially to do it effectively. Yeah, man, that's, well, I hope uh, you don't drown out there. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, hey, but I mean, uh, maybe when you get to you know a certain age, like eighty, and you're like, I'm done. It'd be a good way to go out. I've lived a good life, you know. Yeah. I, I always think about that. I'm like, whatever happens, yeah. I hope someone takes care of John. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever almost drowned? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I was a kid, and we were um, we were kind of drifting on our flats boat, and I was just I would like stick. a a net and just run it along the sand and see what I could find in it. And my hands got really gross. And so I leaned over to wash them off and flipped over and the boat rolled over top of me. And so I was wedged between the bottom and the boat. And they, they, like my dad said, they just went and like came to a stop on my body. So they had to like rip me out. (laughs) But uh, look, I lived, I did it. You lived, you did it. And and it didn't uh, didn't, uh, track you from the ocean. You still... Or back no, out yeah. there. You saw out there free diving, goddamn it. Like, <laughs> Jesus. I'm That's, more afraid of boats, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You see a boat, you start sense. screaming. Yeah. yeah. Um, one more question. Like, I would curious, like, what is John up to? What's he doing? What's, we, we've been mentioning John, your husband. Yes. He was a, uh, I guess you call him a carpenter. He did a home remodeling. Yeah. So that'd be a carpenter. Right? Yeah. It's a sense. It's, well, a, it's a mix of everything. Yeah, when you want we, tile, he tile. He want wood, he wood it. Well, know. like when we were uh, in New Smyrna, he was like working on, uh, he had his little wood shop. And he'd build stuff, mm-hmm. cool stuff like that. Um, he was doing surfboards too for a while. Yeah, right? yeah we started doing that. Um, he still wants to do that. Um, yeah. But now we don't really have a space for it. So oh, yeah. he started reacting to the um, 
to the resin that we were sealing the boards with oh, epoxy yeah. he was like breaking out all over his body so he's like well what if i just shape and then yeah. hire someone else to glass it and yeah. so that's kind of where he landed and it's been a while since he's done it mm -hmm. um now he's still like sometimes back and forth between new smyrna doing um home remodeling stuff still and you know recently started a job hunt out in vero beach and but he's getting into free diving and like he, honestly it's huge for him because he's terrified he he loves to surf but he's terrified of the ocean he is terrified <laughs> yeah. of sharks he's when when he saw that shark and didn't run, I was like, "Who is this man? It's <laughs> <That's> amazing." <Yeah. laughs> you know, so he's he's like stepping out of his shell and like you know dipping into the ocean. He wants to start learning boats and awesome. like driving them and all that stuff. Yeah, he's another guy that I'm like, no, another person that I'm so uh, envious of is like their idea to connect from social media. Like as far <laughs> as I know, he was dead. Like I, <laughs> like you might post a photo like once every few months, but besides that, he. No, it doesn't exist on it. I killed him. I have a store of pictures. I just changed his outfit every time so I could post them periodically. Yeah, that's great. No, yeah, yeah we're bad at the picture taking. That's fine. I mean, I, I, yeah, we're bad at picture taking too. Only reason I, 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 I honestly think, I like to think that I wouldn't have a social media if I didn't paint. Like, yes. I, I, yeah. I, ide uh, ideally, I think that I would, I think I'd be healthier for it, mm -hmm. be more productive as a whole, but didn't have it. But I, but unfortunately, we live, in, we live in a time yeah. where, uh, you know, it does need to exist. Yeah. But. It's such a battle because all the time I'm like, I'm going to fucking delete you, Instagram. I hate you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, yeah, you know, the the people that I'm connected to and the scientists and, you yeah. know, I, honestly, like I, if it weren't for Dr. Ayanna Elizabeth Johnson, who is like my idol, I'm like, I just want to see what she's up to. You know, like <laughs> yeah. I want to see all the things she's doing. How else am I going to know? Mm -hmm. So. That's awesome. Um, is there any um, like like idea to like try to get a doctorate after your master's? Some people say that I need to if I want to keep working in research just for the credibility, and I and I totally feel that. I just I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> it's it goes on to like, well, why me and why should I do that? Well, how old are you again? 29? I am twenty nine. Twenty nine. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we're thirty now. But no, um, yeah. I mean, you have plenty of time. So uh, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, do, do cool stuff, especially like. If someone was like, hey, should I get my doctorate in like, um, I can't even think of a dumb degree. <laughs> Started something like business. Rice Krispie Treats. Yeah, yes. exactly. You get a doctorate in Rice Krispie oh, Treats. Doctor Treats. Doctor Treats. <laughs> I mean, he'd definitely be wearing a, a, a white lab coat. But um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're like, you know, but that, I mean, something that's like going to do good for the environment and everything, you might as well just go all in. Yeah, and I can I can absolutely see that happening in the future. And honestly, with the project that I'm doing now, there's so many more things it could branch off into. And um, basically, what I told my advisor is, I'm like, let's do two years. I'll see where I'm at. Yeah. If but I could always go somewhere else and and you know live life for several years and get a better sense of what I want to do and then branch off for that. That's awesome. Yeah, Just that's kind important. Of break it up. Break it up. Mm-hmm. Well. Is there uh, anything else you want to say? Anything else you want to tell people about the ocean and not to do stuff and don't, <laughs> don't fish? Is there clean up that? after yourself. Yeah. yeah, clean up after yourself. Be, <laughs> just be aware and like understand that, yeah, it, the world's really scary and gross and disgusting and people are all over it, but like you can be a good one. Mm -hmm. That's true. You can, you can make better choices and, and you can matter that every little thing matters and stop using plastic. There you go. Right on. <laughs> Yeah. Words to live by. I think that's a good cap on the episode. Was that aggressive? No, I agree. Uh, I all, we'll start ending these episodes by stop stop, uh, stop using, using plastic. plastic. Uh, no. Uh, oh, I had um, a would you rather for you guys. So. Oh, okay, right on. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, learned but, it a couple of years ago. Yeah. Um, would you rather have legs for fingers mm -hmm. or fingers for legs? <laughs> So you're kind of like an octopus with your legs. Yeah, your and like, would you? You'd be walking on those 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 leg fingers. Tiny I think fingers. I'd go, I think I'd go leg fingers for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. It's aggressive. I get ten, right? Have, yeah, it's ten leg fingers. But so I still have regular fingers too. No, those you have leg sized fingers or finger sized legs. Oh, sorry, damn. I got nervous. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I would uh, okay opposite then. Because you could hide your little tiny legs. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, probably me too. <laughs> Man, that What's was my answer? choice too. Yeah. I, I picked that, but now I'm like, yeah, I, I could get around so much faster with like gigantic had, leg fingers. Yeah. How would you like type and like open? <laughs> You're just slapping. Or, or you just <laughs> learn to do it with your legs. 
You just learn to do it with your toes. Yeah, your toes. Oh, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. toes yeah. Wow. That's but cool. dude, imagine how good you'd be in the ocean. Or you just sink to the bottom. It's <laughs> so top heavy. That's yeah, true. exactly. But I always just picture like putting little shoes on the giant fingers <laughs> and then kind of like spider walking around on them. And I'm like, that's a good way to scare the fuck out of people <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Oh yeah, God, I'm, I'm gonna have nightmares about it. Just thinking about it after you brought that up. That's but awesome. can you imagine like toppling? You topple over so long, so many times with your little finger-sized legs. You'd have to put fingers first through the doorways, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, the thought that you've thought about this, like you'd have to do this. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah, I mean the idea that oh, man, that's a good one. That's a good one. Carry it around with you. Ask your friends and family. Yes. Yeah, I will. I'll ask. That's I'll ask one. everyone I meet now. Yeah. Hey, real quick, what was your name? Oh, let me ask you this. <laughs> So, would you rather? Yeah, exactly. It's going to tell me everything I need to know. <laughs> that's, that's right. And then, Art, turns out your answer, I don't like you. I'm out. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? Or like maybe your Instagram, even though we talked about who cares about Instagram. But. Mm, my Instagram. What is, oh, I'm Mustard Bellini. Which is a strange name. It's cute. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> John was like calling me out on it. He's like, you've never had a fucking Mustard Bellini in your life and you know it. I thought about that today when I was looking at it uh, to like, you know, just uh, get in the mindset of the interview. But like, you should have one. You should, try, you should try one. I have to. Otherwise, I'm a lie. I don't want to be a fraud. Is that a thing? That's a no. Thing. Oh, okay. No. I was like, oh, it I is like- if you make it one. Yeah. <laughs> There's a way around. You can figure out something that's good. Yeah, it's just something I said like years ago. It was on like a, an old post I had, but. It might be good. I don't know. There's only like one mustard, way to find out. Prosecco. Yeah. No, we'll figure it out. We'll get, we'll get back to you, audience. <laughs> um, as always, uh, follow at, us at Instant Friends Pod. Um, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Um, follow me at artist Jordan C. Jones. I have some things coming up, so pay attention to that kind of stuff. Uh, that's all I got. You anything else? Nope. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Smell you later. <laughs> <laughs>